Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You're still your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Bet leave this in the house tonight. Whoa! Fool Podcast. What's up, Fool? We're back. We're back for the What's Up, Fool Podcast. We have Rodrigo Torres here, man. Hello. Lisa Esparza taking notes. Our new host, our new host, our new guest. <laughs> we have a guest, Larry Omaha. I'm not taking over. I'm not taking over. The one and only. What's up, Fool? <laughs> man, what you do last weekend, bro? Last weekend, I had a, what did I do? I had a spot on Friday and a Thursday. We had a show right where? Over there in, um, one show was in uh, Pomona and another one was in Boyle Heights at the little uh, art gallery. The art gallery, what street over there on? Um, on First Street? Just say Soto Street. No, it's, it's before, it's like borderline Boyle Heights right there. A little hip. People be claiming Boyle Heights, claiming Boyle Heights, huh? So, that Boyle Heights has been on a, on a up uh, on a upswing the last five years, dude. People be like, I'm in the East Side. Okay, East Side ain't no Hollywood. <laughs> BH, dog. There ain't no, there ain't no East Side. <laughs> Hollywood ain't no East Side, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Who's come in here, man? They get like new people come in, like hipsters from other neighborhoods, from other other um, parts of the country. They come over here, bro. They get scared, bro. There's no culture here, bro. You hang around with the same fools, bro. What, what culture do they have, though? They always say, there's no culture here, right? bro. You hang around with the same white people over and over. Make <laughs> friends that are not white. You'll get culture, motherfucker. You don't have to go to Thailand, bro. You go to fucking Thai town. <laughs> you can buy exotic stuff right there, bro. Bro, you, you could be a, a Thai town, which is only like three blocks, all Thai stuff. You could walk into one of those markets, grab stuff, take it back to wherever, wherever you, whatever state you come from, and lie and say you went to Thailand and nobody even got <laughs> Get a massage, all that. All that, dude. Not even <laughs> a massage, but just take the stuff from the store, bro. Like stuff. Oh, shit. They have fucking Kit Kat made of fucking um, green tea. Yeah. Those are bomb. I like them. You, them? <laughs> I like them, yeah, you like green tea ice cream, though, right? Yeah. I'm not I get Thai Town confused with Tokyo. Little Tokyo. <laughs> really? One from the other. Little Tokyo is smaller, I think. 
It's not a, about the same. Really? It's like we no, just took like four small, blocks. If that. Two blocks. Right? If from First Street to Alameda. Yeah. First Street to Third and then back. Yeah, then, right there would have those stores. Skid Row. Yeah, that's it. What's up, Larry? Omaha, man. Oh, man. I can't believe it. I we're can't at, believe it. It's been too long, brother. Too long, bro. We're at the Jeez. airport, bro. We saw your ad for Verizon or Sprint. Sprint, Sprint dude. <laughs> You, you should have brought that poster and gave it to me, man. I thought we were trying to take it, bro. It's tight. Dude. Nobody believed it. We know that guy. No, he don't. No, he don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they, somebody else called me. They go, look in, the ma- look in the episode of Business Week magazine. You got the full page, Larry. Yeah, it was a full page. I don't mess around, I guess. <laughs> so you still, um, you, you still go for auditions? Yeah, I still audition. I had four auditions last week, four di- four disappointments last week. <laughs> so you um, you, have your, you, you, you submit yourself or your agent? No, I got an agent who submits me. Yeah. Your same agent? I've had him for about seven, eight, nine years, man. Yeah. It's a long time, bro. I know. It's a decade. Yeah. I auditioned I'm- for, um, I'm auditioning for the new, that show on Netflix. I don't know if I can talk about it. Which no. one? No. No, so I'm auditioning for a show on Netflix that's been on for like. But you can say you're going to be on Hentified. Yeah, I'm going to be on Hentified, bro. This fall Gentified. On this fall? This fall on Netflix. We don't know exactly the date yet. And I that a, is. Uh, I play a, a guy named Crazy Dave. Bro. That's set in Boyle Heights, too. Yeah, set in oh. Boyle Heights. Typecast again, man. I get excited, bro. When I see Mexicans. Down the street from When I see um, Mexican Americans <laughs> on, on TV or in the movies. Like I'm talking about Mexican American. I'm, I'm not talking about somebody who came from Mexico and he 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 knows he's from Mexico and like an actor from Mexico who got a role in America to play a Mexican. Okay, that's I don't get as excited for him, bro, because he he still lives in Mexico. Accent he's fucking Mexican or a Venezuelan guy playing a Mexican guy. I don't care. He's a good actor because so, some guys you know from Peru, wherever they're from, Spain or from fucking. Um, New Zealand. Some of them play good Mexicans, bro. But I get, I don't get excited when I see them. I get excited that it's them because I know him from another movie. But when it's a real Mexican-American, bro, I get super excited, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm in there, bro. <laughs> or even if the if, if they shoot, oh, come on now. Eric Rivera's here, bro. Late as fuck. <laughs> What's up, fool? Eric Rivera's here. I thought we started the show without him, bro. <laughs> we should have waited, right? Coming in like a ninja. Oh, man. What's up, brother? We'll cut everything. Like, What's up, fool? <laughs> Rodrigo Torres here. Eric Rivera, co-host of the week. And Lisa Sparza, Leroy Mahal. Have you met Eric Rivera before? I don't. We, we haven't. Have we met officially? I, think, I don't think officially. I think we've done. We've been on shows together. That happens a lot with me. I'm on shows with the young guys, but I don't, I don't really get to know them that well, so I forget. I know, man. Like, I, I, I met him before. Cause we, we did a show. Him and I did a show together in D.C., for the back then it was called I don't even know what it was called back then National Council of National Council of Lhasa Wow and um, and then Lulac was another one right Wow Lulac and now it's called uh, what is it called now Unidos Unidos, Unidos. Yeah. Unidos. But, but, together, but, right? but are they together with Lulac or no? <laughs> no, I think they they're all it. they're all separate. Yeah. They don't get a- Lulac is like a scholarship organization, I think. Right? Isn't it a? But that's yeah, funny. Right, Paul right. Drew had a joke. He said. Man, we got the National Council of Raza and Lulac. Two Latino organizations don't get along. The only time they got together was to take down my show and then to take down the boy local dog. Yeah, they said there was too many people in one house. That, that's why I took uh, AK He's, Pablo off. He said that was, it was the only reason they got together. The only time the National Council of Raza, Unidos now, and Lulac got together was they got together to take down the AK Pablo show. AK Pablo. AK Pablo and uh, try to take down the boy local dog. 
Taco Bell, Taco dog. Bell. Yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he likes burritos. They made oh, him that whole with a poor local guy, too, bro. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> Super Pepsi. Taco dog, Taco Bell dog, and Pollo Loco chicken. Yeah. Get it straight. Yeah. That was crazy, huh? But National Council of Raza doesn't exist anymore, right? They got rid of that. No, they changed the name to Unido. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're out of trouble giving no funding, bro. (laughs) Well, they'd rather have, instead of National Council of Raza, they have all Puerto Ricans, Chileans, everybody under the umbrella, supposed to being just like Mexican. I think they also wanted to avoid the word It sounds a little militant, I think. Yeah, but it's connected to Mexican people. No, they probably stopped because Martins had stopped using the word. (laughs) Martin doesn't even take it in. He's like, I don't talk like that, eh? Yes, you do, eh? I know, bro. <laughs> Larry like, Omaha, you um, you know, uh, you know Toby Hicks, right? Yeah, he's from Omaha, right? Oh, I, I grew up up the street. You know from his here. family? He claimed that his family is so the most famous family. They for know wrestling. everybody. Never heard of him. <laughs> wow, Omaha know my grandfather. He went to the Husky game with him. With his season two. No, I didn't know Toby until I moved out here. Because you heard of him. Toby. You brought him to the Wild Coast. You brought him to Tortillas. I think so. Damn. I met him. Uh, Toby, Toby oh, told Toby. him about the room. Oh, okay. Yeah, him, yeah. Jackson McQueen, a lot of brothers. Where did you start at, Larry? LA? I started in Nebraska, man. My first, really? my first time ever getting on stage and open mic. Eddie at, Grill at some bar. What bar? It was called. It was some Irish bar. And as soon as they introduced me, a fight broke out in the audience. What a dance! And I was so naive and stupid. I'm on stage telling jokes, thinking my jokes were going to stop the fight. I was stupid, You're going to bring man. the peace with the humor. Huh. Unido. Chairs were flying, <laughs> and that was it. Really? But, yeah, I worked uh, maybe once a week for a year in Nebraska, and then I go, okay, I'm ready for Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I moved out here in 1980, man. 1980? 1980. Wow. June 22nd, 1980. What was your first spot? Ali Cabaret or? Uh, no, my first store, spot, improv, my first night doing comedy in L.A. was the Comedy Store. And I was so naive. I signed up at 6 p.m. And they said, okay, you're going on about third. I go, great. Well, I didn't know what third meant in comedy store language. It meant 1 a.m. <laughs> so I go up about 1 or 1.30 a.m. And there's only about two or three drunks left. And, of course, you know, you get no laughs. And I walk out of there depressed. I was so depressed. I didn't go on stage for two or three weeks afterwards, man. And then the next time I went up was uh, some little room in the valley. Got big laughs. I go, oh, I am funny. Let's go. So um, that got me back on track. My my first time, um, one of the open mics I did was at one thirty in the morning at um, the comedy store. Damn. And I, and I was up there just chilling, you know, doing my jokes to a little, little crowd. Mm. There were like eight, you know, 17 people, but they were not sitting together. Everybody, it was like a single man's club, I guess. Scattered. Everybody was doing homework, bro. Their desk. <laughs> it felt like traffic school. <laughs> And the next day, and I remember being bummed out. I said, man, fuck this. <laughs> you know, right? But I, I didn't say fuck the comedy store. I just say, fuck this, you know. He goes, I need a sign or something, you know. The next day, bro, fucking Northwest Earthquake, bro, rocked the fuck out of the valley. So it was 94. 94, I think. Yeah. That was my first time. Yeah. That was your sign? That was your yeah. sign. I never heard that story before. Wow. I didn't know. I, I don't know. I didn't know that I was doing comedy that long. You know what I mean? Ninety four to to like. The, I think I was CSUN, right? I was like I was the North Ridge. I was like open micer. And yeah, I you said it was right when Philip was about one. Yeah. yeah. And I put. Um, I remember putting the list. Chewy was there. It was the fucking. Uh, they have the 
the big pickle jar, you put your name in there. Yeah, right. And you <laughs> fill it out. I was stupid back then, man. I, I mean, I, we all were. I mean, I, I wish I was smarter. Like, if I would have known then, like, like potluck people, I would have signed my name 10 times, bro, <laughs> and put it in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I remember yeah. some comic would do that. But the one comic, I forgot his name. He put his name and it fucking his name came up at for uh, midnight and then it came up again for one thirty. He did both spots. Yeah, the two different sets. He yeah. was the first. He was the first guy from the pilot to get banned because wow. of that. Well, you get banned for doing other shit, but this guy did. A, he he went double. Oh shit! Well, all I remember about that first year here in, in LA, nineteen eighty, I was working day job at Sportsman's Lodge. You know, Sportsman's Lodge, a big giant hotel in the valley. I was their house painter. And I would go to work every morning at 6 a.m. So tired from being out doing open mics all night that I'd be so tired. I would look for a place to sleep somewhere in the hotel. But first, I would tape up wet paint signs all around certain areas so they, they thought I'd been working all morning. <laughs> then I'd go to sleep. Dude. Had to, man. You had to figure out, you know, how to work the system. Put a little paint on your face, made it look like oh. you were busy. <laughs> I had on painted clothes. So I did that for like... Two years. Where's Picasso? He's sleeping. He's taking a nap. <laughs> Man, this guy works hard, but nothing's painted. We never see him, but he's always getting shit done. He got paint all over his clothes. And <laughs> Where's that pesky file? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my first year, man. Just and just hustling, hustling. Then, what was comedy like back then? Like, were there was, more rooms than they are now? Or no, easy, I don't think easy, there were more rooms. Easier there, to find or hard to find? There were like. Probably eight good rooms back then. Were they hard to find? Would you, would you find them in LA Weekly or, no, yeah, LA or Weekly, Word of Mouth? Word of Mouth and LA Weekly. We all knew where they were. All up and down Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard. And then you, you, know, you had the main ones, Improv Comedy Store. Um, Laugh Stop at that time in the Valley. There was a Laugh Stop in the Valley? It was called the Laugh Stop in the, where there became the LA Cabaret. What you, was that about Boa and Ventura? Yeah. Yeah, and that was dynamite place. Uh, that was two rooms, man. Yeah, right? the uh, the lounge and the main room, and it was a fantastic room from the time I came to town in '80 until it got resold. It got sold to somebody in about '88. It was sold out every night, six nights a week. In '88, from '80 80 to '88. Wow. So and it was called oh, Laugh Stop then. It was called the Laugh Stop. Hot, hot, hot. Comedy was hot. Sold out, huh? Yeah, I remember night. like looking at those photos and your, your photos there, like with the drink and shit, or tux, all happy. <laughs> and then like, but there was some people there that, that didn't like. I didn't. I didn't meet him later, but they looked like it was like they had a time. It had a, it had this moment, you know, where everything was hot, and you were having a lot of fun. Yo, it was it was a blast. I mean, it, it was. Uh, I was in heaven. But was there a lot of Latino comedians out there, or just you and Paul Rodriguez? No, it was a Paul and Danny Mora. And Danny Mora and George Lopez. And George, yet, huh? George came along about the late eighties. Yeah. So you got to see a lot of these guys when they first How about started. Those other guys like um, who was that? It was one guy that was funny, but he was like a player. He was Montgomery Monroe or something like that. I don't know that name. I don't know that. Name. Clifton Monroe. I don't know. Oh, are you talking about Andy Kaufman's thing? Nah, no, man, no, I'm not. That's, that's Tony. Clinton. Tony Clifton, yeah. Got his name, man. Anyways, there was there Raul was so Julia. Many... No, Julia. What am I talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, there was, the mustard. There's thing. a Latino guy that had a like a like like just a basic name, right? It wasn't a Latino name. Yeah. That's back when you guys, Danny Mora mentioned him one time at Willie's house. Boy, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there. He's all bad. So, he was a Latino guy. He had a last name named Monroe. Oh, Jamie Monroe. Jamie Monroe. 
Jamie Monroe. He, yeah, he started. He started like eight later after you, right? Yeah, he he was younger. Actor, he was huh? very young, and uh, he was more of um, he he was good MC. Yeah, and he knew how to work a crowd. Yeah, he was hyper. Yeah, he was really hyper, and he's uh, he's still around. I see him on Facebook doing, but he doesn't do stand up anymore. I don't know what he does now. But he's still in the business. But remember, some, I, some I see it when I went there when it was Ali Cabaret, and it was like a new owner, like three three owners later, and I saw his face, and I saw that one the guy from Living Colors there, his photo too. We saw him at two a.m. getting a Diet Coke. Oh, oh Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. Yeah, Tommy was always there. Probably a kid back then, huh? A kid, yeah, he was man. really young. Well, I thought I saw Tommy Davidson in nineteen ninety one at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, bro, in Pacoima. It was a candlelight meeting, bro. It was one of the, these, these are weird narcotics anonymous because it's a big round table and everybody has their own little section, but they're all candles. It's it like you only when you when it's time to talk, you light your candle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you blow it off, and then somebody else lights it. So it's interesting, interesting. And then their narcotics were really creative. <laughs> Those are, they, they kicked the guy out for, for lighting down heroin with a little candle. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I get that spoon hot. Back in the day, bro, when Pacoima had Bloods and Crips. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you started up there in 1980? 1980, right I there, started my journey. Where did you meet Jerry up? I met him in 81 um, when he was, uh, there was a little club called Comedy ETC down in uh, South Central area. ETC? Yeah, Comedy ETC, Comedy Etc. And uh, back when South Central was safe, we used to go down there. I used to go down there and do rooms all the time. <laughs> When it was safe. <laughs> when it was safe. For me. The townhouse? Yeah. And um, that's where I met Jerry, a little club there. I actually replaced him because he was shooting a, a, a section of Evening of the Improv, so he had to cancel. And so I took his place, and he showed up later. And we became buddies ever since then, man. Good buddies ever since then. Was he the Turban Cowboy back then, or is that after? After. He became Turban Cowboy about 1985, 86. Um... He started wearing the turban and had the cards, the turban cowboy, man. I still call him the turban cowboy. <laughs> and he doesn't wear the turban anymore. Fuck the turban. Fuck the motherfucking turban. I don't need no fucking turban to be funny. <laughs> so uh, him and I have so many crazy experiences together. Most of them we can't repeat. <laughs> so um, you, uh, you were working a lot and, and uh, painting I was I quit painting in '83 because then the comedy boom really started. Yeah, what room, was it like? rooms start opening up all over the country. Like Phoenix had four rooms, Seattle had Zanies. rooms, Zanies. Bob Zany opened up rooms, right? Bob Zany had I, I, rooms all up and I, down the coast. I think you told me one time when you and I were on the way somewhere that um, Bob Zany got so so busy booking impro- booking shows that he had to hire out. He, he opened yeah. up an art studio in, in the had, valley. He had an office. With a girl there yep. making the phone calls and doing other bookings. He was a hustler, man. He's always been a good businessman. So he had rooms all up and down the coast. It was, it was beautiful. Doing these great rooms on the coast, getting paid decent money and partying. And it was a wild time. It was unlike – I didn't expect that. When I got into comedy, I thought it was just going to be telling jokes then going home. I didn't realize there was partying involved. Yeah, man, chicks. <laughs> <laughs> steamy. Hot and steamy. <laughs> or, or just hanging out at Denny's, man. Just going to Denny's with the guys. It's funny, like when you when you're like a young comic, like even if you're doing a show in Visalia or anywhere, you, you know, right away know like so, some someone involved with the show. So listen, man, everybody goes after the club to Denny's at two thirty in the morning. So go back to your hotel, take a nap, come back. 
take a shower. Wear the same clothes. Wear the same clothes because no, you were at the show. <laughs> I was literally talking one time, bro. Like we were doing a show, and then like there was a bunch of chicks that wanted to take me and these other three comics to go party somewhere. He goes, "Hey, where are you guys going?" He goes, "We're gonna go party with the chick." He goes, "No, man, don't go over there." You go over there, you lose your powers. Eh? Uh-huh. Ain't no you powers gotta stay right man. here, man. People know who you are. You're like Superman right here, bro. Right. You go over there, bro. You be back to you be you're back to be Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> Even to this day, I tell the young comics, you got to learn the thirty thirty rule. They go, "What's that?" Well, once you have the most clout, the most power, the most charisma within thirty minutes of getting off stage and within thirty yards of the venue. After that, like you lose bomb. your charisma. We're going to make a documentary of this shit. Yeah, it's, like, it's a nuclear fallout. It's, it's, true. it's true, though. Because yes. if, if, if especially like if the club is across the street from the hotel, you still got a chance to hook yeah. up with a chick that works at the hotel room. Because yeah. she, she's staring at that flyer all day, can't even go to the show. <laughs> where, where's my little star at? You go at the end of the show. Like, I remember I went with I went with Willie Barsena to Tommy T's. What's up, bro? Not Tommy T's. The one rooster tea feathers. Rooster tea feathers. Hung out all week. Didn't even get a spot. Damn. That's how it was back then. (laughs) That's determination. I used to get emails for him, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, it was Tommy T. It was Tommy T. It was was rooster tea feather. Okay. This is how I, oh, I was hosting, bro. Fuck that. I was hosting. I didn't get a spot. But this is how how like you've been everywhere once. Something over there, bro. The the. The manager likes me. Everybody likes me, bro. The waitress like me. I'm being cool. I don't even smoke. Bro, I wasn't even drinking, dog. Bro, I was smoking cigarettes, bro. Like an idiot, bro. Can Normal life. I was out there with a waist ass smoking cigarettes with William Dante. <laughs> right? Entertainer, dog. I'm chilling, bro, right? I get a call. I get a call. Hey, hey, Felipe, hey, hey. I run back inside. He brings me back up. I know I told you the story already, but he, he bring me back up because he has to take a shit. Ah, number two. Yeah, so he's up on stage. Thirty minutes in, he calls me up. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna bring back your host, Felipe Esparza. So I'm up there, bro. Let me tell you, man, when you're up there, like uh, especially when you're done, when when you're waiting for the next to bring the next person up, or he's not there, you really don't know what jokes to tell because you don't know how, how much time they're gonna use to get off the stage. So you're like a warm up act now. You have to be short. So I'm doing like trying to do one-liners and looking over, not to get into a long story. Pretty much not getting laughs for uh-huh. a while. I'm like, wow, hey, I guess you want to go take a shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Kramer when he put on Jerry Seinfeld's coat in the episode. Oh god, cheese and all weird. Yeah, so he he goes back and then everything's tucked in, you know, for his buzz. <laughs> so everything's plugged in, like except his leather jacket. He goes back on. The manager's pissed off. Sad. <laughs> Did he kill the momentum of the show? Hell yeah, dog. Damn. We brought the crowd back by asking, by telling, uh, bringing up this guy who just turned 21, and he t- they took tequila shots. So you didn't, you didn't hook up after that show. Hell no, nobody. Bro. <laughs> he had no powers. Hell no, bro. <laughs> I was talking to the, I was talking to the, to the, to the fat chick that was working in the front desk all, all week. Uh-huh. She kept going and asking me, "How was the show? It was good. You know, I got a lot of laughs." He goes, and then like she will call me at my room, bro. Uh-huh. So with a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, man, all weird and shit. So the last night I go in there, goes, hey man, I'm doing laundry, man. You know, you know how to fold? <laughs> yeah, me with the laundry room. 
And she fucking turns it off. We're right back in 10 minutes. Oh, We're in a laundry room, bro, just doing my laundry, talking, chilling. Uh-huh. No sex, by the way. But yeah, man. Don't oh, lie. that's a creep. No hell, no, no sex. <laughs> but yeah, man. The next day, somebody popped out our tires. Oh, man. I was pissed about that show. <laughs> <laughs> Interruption. Huh? Like all our tires. Dog. A- yeah, we all have crazy Willie Do you think it was, a, dude, it was a hit on him, though? I don't know, bro. <laughs> My, my my craziest Willie stories went up. We're up north somewhere doing a gig, and Chilaquiles. No, it was a, <laughs> somewhere out around the periphery of San Francisco, and um, we're starving, and we're we're cruising into town, and we're starving. I go, let's stop and get some food. He goes, I want Mexican food. He wants Mexican. Always food. I go, oh, have sh- coffee, have milk, dog. <laughs> Still. <laughs> And I'm just saying, let's stop anywhere, man. My blood sugar's dropping. I'm I'm dying. He's very hungry, bro. He's hungry, bro. When I'm hungry, I get grouchy. <laughs> so finally, he gets steamy, bro. <laughs> finally, he finds a Mexican restaurant, and we go in, and we're the only ones there. And the owner's waiting on us. He goes, "Oh, thank you. Welcome to my restaurant." And we, and we each order huevos rancheros. He brings the huevos rancheros and sets them down. And Willie goes, "What's this?" And the guy says, "Huevos rancheros." Willie says, this isn't huevos ancheros. <laughs> well, yes, this is huevos ancheros. No, I'm from Mexico. This isn't huevos ancheros. The owner says, I'm from Mexico, and this is where we make huevos ancheros. No, I'm from Michoacan, or I'm from Guanajuato, or whatever. Chihuahua, and bro. And forth, they're going back and forth, and I'm going, Willie, I just want to fucking eat. And the owner picks up the plates of food and throws them in the garbage and says, get out. You're lying, dude. No, I'm not lying. One fucking bit, man. He threw the food in the garbage and said, get out. And I look at Will. I go, you motherfucker. I'm hungry. (laughs) We walk outside. I go, there's a Subway. That's where we're eating. And don't argue with the owner. That's what we had, Subway sandwich. This is not Jimmy John's. (laughs) You call it a torta? You call it a turkey sandwich? (laughs) Argued. Two macho motherfuckers. I thought it was chilaquiles, bro. No, it was huevos ancheras. Because he's used to having the egg... um, The egg over uh, over easy on top, and it was was scrambled, huh? I don't remember how they made them, because I was so hungry. All I knew was it was food in front of me, and I wanted to eat it. Why why didn't you start eating while they were arguing? I was too dumbfounded, these two crazy Mexicans arguing with each other. Who's more macho? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I couldn't believe it, man. That's not how my mom makes them, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I used to trip out on this because this fool, like, he's different where, like, you know, he'll talk shit after we leave, you know. But then that fool would just, like, start mad dogging and start complaining. And I was like, oh, my God, is this happening here, dude? Were you with us at one time after, um, it was after the uh, Casa Latina. And uh, he was drunk, and we we were buzzed, but we were just like Willie was drunk. Yeah, no. but he so so there was like three uh, Mexican dudes straight from Mexico, but you know been here for a couple of years. It looked like the, you know cut grass and stuff. And he starts mad dogging them and, he's, uh, and asking them if they know how to do karate. And he starts round and he starts roundhousing them, and he came in like within that far from their face, and we're like, dude. So we just grabbed our burritos and went to go eat in the in the parking lot. He didn't even eat. It's like, what are you trying to prove, dude? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, we, there's a million Willie stories. Million, man. Didn't, None of them end up good. Didn't he have you make chilaquiles the yeah. time? He didn't like his wife's chilaquiles. Yeah. 
Teach my wife how to make them. Bro. Oh God! Wait, he brought her to your house? No, like I took no. her on the phone. Oh, but we came over and ate. Came my... over and wanted him to make him some. Uh, that crazy? Yeah, man, I can make them with pato sauce, bro. The only way to make chilaquiles. <laughs> the boil heights way. So they were that's crazy, man. Was it loud? Was there a lot of people at the restaurant? No, just, just us. Oh, we well, you guys on the way to Monterey? Kind of Gemini. We were on our way to uh, some room in San Carlos. I, I don't know who owned who ran it, but it was San Carlos, yeah. Um, that was years ago. Oh, God, 20 years ago. You used to go, um, when you were doing comedy, you met Jenny Jones? I knew Jenny Jones. You used I used to go to on a road trip with her, right? Yeah. You, Jerry, you we, her and Jerry Bednar, right? We did a gig up uh, the 99 for, what's his name? Uh, the Mexican guy up there. who Leonard. Bo- bo- Leonard, yeah. Damn, he's been Back around then? that long? Yeah, that was like he, 1985. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he booked Jenny Jones in 85? Yeah. Was she hot then, like? Was she on a road? In what like, way? In like in, in comedy. Like. No, she was. She hadn't been on Star Search yet. Oh, not yet. Yeah, she didn't get hot till after she won Star Search. She was just hot physically then, and everybody was trying to write for her and be friends with her. And she only liked a cute few guys, you know. She uh, we did some gigs together, and Jerry was good friends with her, and um, another guy, John Carfey, used to be buddies with her. But uh, she shot to the top. She was smart because she didn't have a lot of jokes. No, she had fifteen minutes. And she made it into a career. She got her own talk show. She's living in Encino now, living off her millions. She's happy. But I haven't seen her for 30 years. That's crazy, man, how, you, how Star Search. Did you, did you get on Star Search? I never got on Star Search, man. Willie was on it, bro. He was? He said he was on it. He got beat by Jeff Brown. Oh, okay. I don't know if he got on TV. I would have seen. I would have remembered. Yeah, because it was uh, when uh, the devil did Star Search, and then he was on there after the show. He's like, "Hey, I was on the real one, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Garcia was on Star Search, dog. Yeah, but remember with Lonnie Love, but it was not the Ed McMahon not one. The Ed McMahon. Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, other the you know the the, the reboot. The, the reboot. reboot. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, they had the international Star Search too, with uh, Carlos Alazraki and Jerry Bednab were on the finals. Wow. And Jerry won international Star Search. <laughs> Carries all the way from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy memories. A lot of, a lot of them just blurred and gone. The '80s was kind of a blur. You said um, Willie, you, you and Willie used to have a, um, a sketch group. Yeah. At the comedy store, you, Cha Cha Sandoval, and um, um, Freddie Asparagus. Freddie Asparagus from he was in the Denver, right? Colors, and uh, Willie Barcena. Oh, no, 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 no. There was one other, one other dude, right? There was a lot of us, actually. Yeah. It was a big group. Um, so you would do sketches? Or they- and we did. Yeah, it was like 1992. Um, and Freddie and Chacha approached me and uh, asked me if I'd want to be involved in it. And I go, yeah, I got you know, to stay in town more. So, yeah, I'll be involved with that. And uh, then Willie got jumped in. And so... Um, <laughs> we uh, we had some great sketches working out for about a year, but then uh, egos took over, and uh, me and Willie and a couple of the others walked away, started our own group, and then that was too much work, man. Having a group is too much fucking work. Yeah. And uh, so I go, and you know what? I'm just doing stand-up, man. <laughs> I can't do the <laughs> sketch shit. I'm just going on the road. Willie said that uh, you guys will do the sketches, and in between you'll do a stand-up, and yeah. Mitzi will get mad. I don't remember Mitzi getting mad because um, we both did stand-up. My, myself and Willie would both do stand-up in between the sketches, and it always went good. I don't know why she would get mad. 
Um, but we had some great shows at the, at the comedy store. What's the name of the sketch group? I want to say Los. Uh, we had we had like two or three names: Los Abstractos. Uh, what was the other stupid name? The 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 elbows, bro. <laughs> I can't remember Steamy the name. Funny bones. Let's go long. Los huevos so rancheros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, man. It's been so long. Would you guys ever reconnect and bring the group back for Never. one night? <laughs> one night. Imagine that train wreck. They called me many that, times. Oh, they okay. called me many uh, times. Willie uh, pissed off. Um, Freddie Asparagus. Freddie Asparagus chased him around the comedy store. No, Freddie Asparagus uh, was one of the reasons we left the group. He he wanted to do things a certain way, and uh, we disagreed. And so, was uh, he a trained I, actor? He was a trained actor. He was. He, good he actor. was in shit, man. He was in Colors. He was in that movie with uh, Robert Townsend. He was in Havana. He yeah. was in um, Three Amigos. He played the yeah. bartender in Three Amigos. He had a way to talk on TV. And he had a look. And he had a very funny 15 minutes on stage. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he had a very funny 15 minutes. He passed away, huh? Yeah, he died in the 90s of I don't know what. But he was he was a big guy. and, and oh, do something. And who knows? <laughs> something. How old that To big? this day, when I hear somebody say, I don't know, it might be something. I, I always think, think, I think of asparagus. I've never even seen him do it, man, but I heard it was funny. Like He was like a wrestler, right? Yes. Yes. They, they do a, they do a, somebody would introduce, I'm going to introduce Pampero Firpo. And then, he's all excited, bro. And he'd come walking in. Freddie'd come walking in with this look. All coked out. No. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Pampero? What are you going to do on Saturday? I'm going to do something. A fool die, dog. A little something. The audience would just die. Man. They'd crack up. Funny time, a lot of crazy shit happening. You know, that, that series they had on HBO for a couple of seasons about the comedy store was very realistic. I'm watching it, and boy, I'm, I go, man, I feel like I'm there again. Yeah, the, I'm dying up here? Yeah, I'm dying up here. That was good. Did you know that, did you know that guy who committed suicide? I didn't know him, no. I just um, saw, I just knew about it. Were you there during the strike or it was no, over? No, I came after the strike. It was, it was over when so I So you came when there were pain? Yeah, <laughs> paying a little bit. Little, they, I don't know what they pay now, but they're paying very little then. I remember Larry Omaha and I, bro. We went to, um, we did a show together at the at the Improv Comedy Isle. Oh, wow! We, we stood at the Clarion, you and I. Yeah, wow. We never drove, bro. He, he was headlining. I got a hundred bucks. <laughs> two nights, happy, bro. A badass room for two days. Nice. Him and I walking the strips, bro. <laughs> At nighttime, <laughs> looking for steamies, bro. <laughs> steamies. It was funny, bro. Like there was when I started, there was like a still like I guess I know that there were a lot of gigs available, but there was still, uh, some, you know, some too. Like my my rent was not a lot; it was three ninety five. But um, yeah, that was thank you, yeah, man. Yeah. I remember like we were dri- we just drove, bro, and two nights the comedy aisle. Yeah, I remember another time I took Martin and Benny Mena to a gig in Palm Springs. That was a nice gig, nice room. You know, everything was great, great food, you know. Back then, if they fed you, man, that was bonus. Hell yeah, man. I did <laughs> a show a in uh, Mesquite, Nevada. Yeah, I did that. At the casino. Casablanca. Yes, it is. And I drove there, and I thought, like, okay, because I thought we were going to be in Las Vegas. I did a personal with it. I thought we were going to go to Vegas. I said it's going to be by Vegas. <laughs> so look, go look back and say bye. bye. <laughs> so, Vegas adjacent. Yeah, so man. 
Somebody told me, you know, they said, uh, well, bro, you been like, yeah, yeah, bro, let me tell you, man. They got the best coconut shrimp. You ever had coconut shrimp? <laughs> Never. He goes, wow, bro, get ready. About to eat a thousand of them. So we don't, the fuck yeah, there, bro. They're bomb. You, you, you did the gig too? No, 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 no. I'm just but like, they were bad, shrimp. bro. They were like bad. No. And I did the show with um, an old comic. Um, that that comic was uh, Willie's feature act at a show one time, his first time headlining, and and, the was the, and um, that guy was headlining, and Craig Robinson was featuring. Oh, oh wow, Craig Robinson. Okay, yeah, it used to be a great gig. I used to pay great. Yeah, and then some Pat Wilson. Je- uh, Pat Wilson had it. Yeah. She paid us very well, and somebody stole it from her. So another booking agent stole it from her and pays shit money now. Yeah, man, we know him. He's bald. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yes. Pat Wilson, it's funny, like, like, you never met these people that booked these shows, but um, you, somehow you They're got booked. Yeah. Like, Pat Wilson, she will book that show, and she will book, um, it's a show that only got booked at China Lake. Oh, man. Man, that's where they had the big earthquake last wow. two weeks ago. Rich Press, yeah. California. I forgot An about An hour China away Lake. from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You get there, Rand, and the whole city is the Navy base. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, then you get there, like there's like a guard that lets you in, and there's like a, on, on, the, on the outside of the... Once you drive like a, to a mile and a half in, there's a bunch of houses. I stood at a house where I said, man, I could live here, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I had a living room with a bedroom and a, two baths, a yard. <laughs> And I was like, wow, man. And I remember I was there with Annie McKnight, and she was staying at the oh, next house. Man. And I could smell the weed, you know. Like, <laughs> back then, I was smoking, I was like, smoking drugs, doing drugs. I was like, wow, she's doing drugs over there. <laughs> and, the military, and I was all paranoid and shit. What if the military police come? They're going to take us both. <laughs> she was all loud. Annie, wow, I haven't seen her for decades. Yeah, man, that was a good gig. Oh. As far, though. And we used to do gigs up on top of the mountains above San Bernardino, too, up Arrowhead and um, Big Bear. They used to have great gigs up there. Everyone had a room, huh? Yeah, put you up in the Hilton and treat you good. What was the worst place you stood at? Or you say, you know what, I'm, I must stay in my car. Well, <laughs> you know, what, one of my worst memories is... Wild uh, Coyotes. No, that was good memories. <laughs> Crazy good memories, man. My, one of my worst shows was about like 1985... Uh, the guy from who, who one of the guys from LA Cab Race says, "Hey, there's a you want to make five hundred bucks tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay, go, kill. go to da- Dodger Stadium at midnight. What? So I'm an idiot and I'm hungry. Bring your feathers. <laughs> Tell jokes for Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> I show up. They're shooting a movie. Uh, Edward James Olmos, uh, his first big movie that he's producing, and I go, Oh, Edward James Olmos, man, I want to meet him." Maybe I'll impress him with my skills, <laughs> my talent. She was always bio, bro. I like to get to carry it. <laughs> so I go up to the director. I go, so I'm the comedian. They said, uh, you need a comedian out here. What, what, what's the deal? He goes, yeah, uh, you see those 1,000 extras sitting in the stands? Well, when we're done shooting a scene, we want you to entertain them. I go, Damn, what? It's worth to be an extra. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Entertain them so they don't get bored. So they don't get while bored. While they're waiting to shoot the It's movie. midnight. They've been there all day. Angry people, too. Yeah. <laughs> and underpaid, of course. And so, uh, but Edward James almost is the star and the producer of the show. So I go, oh, fuck, I'm going to impress him, man. Microphone? No microphone. Microphone. But I stand on the dugout, on the uh-huh. top of the dugout, and try to entertain a thousand of them. They, I, give them I give them five or six minutes of my best shit and no laughs. 
And then they go, okay, Larry, that's cool. We're going to shoot a scene now. And I'm thinking more good jokes. They break. They go, okay, Larry, go back up. I'm up there. No laughs again. Okay, we're, we're going to shoot another scene, Larry. Stop. So I go up and I talk to the guys. I go, what's going on? They go, we've been here all fucking day, Larry. We're not going to laugh at your shit. You, they've tried five other comedians. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. Yeah, no, I'm not. So I go back. Wow. After the third time, I realized I'm bombing in front of Edward James. Almost son of a bitch, man. It was almost funny. And so I go Hello, up to the director and I say, you know what? This ain't working, man. You don't have to pay me. I'm, I'm going home. He goes, no, 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 no. Here's your 500, man. You know, we've tried other comics. It's okay. No worry. It's okay. So I take the 500 and I go. And I just pray. Uh, Edward has, doesn't remember me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. Now, oh get this. God, get this. <laughs> Fast forward two years. I'm doing a show downtown L.A. at a theater. I'm killing, man. I get off stage. I'm in the lobby shaking hands. And here comes Edward James almost. Damn. And he comes right up to me and goes, hey, you're a funny dude, hey. <laughs> and I go, Edward, do you remember the first time we met? He goes, no. I go, that's good. And I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Crazy. That was my worst night in comedy. Really? But I got yeah. paid for it. So, you know, that kind of eased the pain. What are the best gigs the hardest? Oh, man. The hardest, yeah, the hardest. Like some of the best gigs, the, they pay the most are the ones that are the give me the biggest heartaches. Sure, yeah. Like I did a show, man, at um, almost like yours, but at um, Tropicalia. Yeah. And like it was I, a music festival. It was a music festival, right? So you know they're paying me well. I go to Suit Fellas on Main Street, on Los Angeles Street, and I buy a tux, you know, like be like Elvis all gold, like a, a bronze. Basically. <laughs> oh, Bro, nice jacket. There's a bunch of people, man. Los Tigres del Norte are headlining. Oh, man. A bunch of, like, um, millennials are there and a mixture of old people, you know, like older people, my age people. But a lot of people, a lot of sensitive people. Oh, Sensitive. Oh, no. A lot of woke people. A lot of woke people, right? So I learned a lot of words that I, I learned a lot of, a lot of words after that set. <laughs> a lot of a lot of triggering. A lot of words, bro. Like a, lot of, a, lot of, a, problem, a lot of words I never heard of, bro. Oh. Problematic. Cis, culture scam. Cis, cis, cis uh, gender. Yeah. Cis, cis gender. Star Wars. Yeah. Gender fluid. Gender fluid. All, all that shit, bro. But you know what? Man, if I would have showed up my check, they would probably want to kill themselves. Bro. Ah. Good. I mean, they would have killed themselves, literally. And it was tough because they kept cutting down the time. They you didn't have the time that no. they were. They had, they had run long Up all day. Up to 25, bro. I ended up doing four. He ended up doing like four or five minutes, right? So Wow. Because they cut it yeah. because they were running late with other acts. Remember right before it went up the first time when it, with the Scam and Jam people <laughs> yeah. and the stage manager? Because he started getting crazy with us. I'm like, listen, man. Oh, yeah, the stage shit. manager was like rushing them Yeah, off. they almost got enough. Well, they got in a fight with their people. Yeah. They, they were, just got them off stage because they were running yeah, behind. Yeah, and he was just like, I'll do whatever. I don't care how much time, whatever. It was just a fun it day. Was, but it was good. But though. man, but it was so tough because he did like a few jokes and then they're like, oh my God, he made fun of fat people. Yeah. Shamed. There was a white dude and in the front. They go, wow, man, I'm pretty nervous right now. The only white guy, the only white person here right in the front, man. Somebody frisk him. <laughs> All right? And there's some fat ass bitch. She, she, she's a Latina extra, extra L. Oh, shit. She said, um, she said, you know, 
He's over there making fun of a white guy that had a gun. Why would you be stereotypical? I thought this was a safe space. Yeah, safe space. <laughs> That's what you thought. Yeah. We, need, we need to get a hold of the guy who put this together so we can have a forum and talk about this. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. And I feel bad for these, these people, you know, because you grew up, you know, you know, I, you know, you're like under 30 years old, you know. You have so much life to live. Leave me alone, you know. Uh-huh. When you get to my age, you're going to realize it's not worth it. <laughs> what happens when you're raised There's by your There's bigger battles to be fought. But then you go like to tell them, you know, whatever, you know. But you know, but that was one tough cake, bro. Oh yeah. Well, you're the only comedian on that bill. The only music, bro. That's always yeah. hard. And and they build him as the host, but they uh, didn't have him start until yeah. uh, after Chicano Batman had finished, and it was like the night was already yeah. like there were three acts left or two. I had acts a joke yeah. for every time I brought somebody crazy. up. Get ready for Batman. Okay, Chicano Batman. Hey. <laughs> But then, there was a lot of people that went too that went too long. Not you on a Batman, but the, the band before Cafe them, Tacuba. Cafe Tacuba. Yeah. That guy was up there like yeah. that yeah. guy. Man, could just I want to sit in his face and fart in it, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy was wearing like he was wearing like I don't know, man. Potato you, sack. Like, I know that guy. I, I know. Huh? Is that the right band? Cafe yeah. Tacuba. Okay. Well, I, I stood. Uh, I got next to the Chicano Batman right here. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I did a show once where it, it was a real good audience, and I was doing real well. All of a sudden, Pancho Sanchez decides to start tuning up his instruments during my act. Oh, the percussionist? Yeah. I go, man, I like your music, but God not damn, right fucking bro. now during my act. It's the thing with comedy and music. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just weird. It didn't feel like it was... A comedian fit in there in the in They should have just done some place. little dead announcement. Ready, ladies and gentlemen, are you guys ready for the comedy? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like all yeah. just like they're just waiting for another band, and then this dude comes up in a yeah. suit. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's kind of stupid. It was uh-huh. weird. It was but weird uh, the funniest part of it was when they tried to like get Culero. Oh. They did it one, and then this fool's on. He stopped and he's all, suck my dick. Ah, suck my <laughs> dick. <laughs> And then someone was like this, but dude, the they people like, in the front just started busting up because it was so funny. Dude. It was funny, bro. And like, they didn't get it, you know? They thought they were going to get him because usually they it takes They thought they were going to get me, right? But they, 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 that no, was no, a good one. Not everybody said it. I said, suck my dick. Maybe if it was somebody that was inexperienced and didn't yeah. have like any chops or something, yeah. but it wasn't working. No, it wasn't working, bro. And then bro. they went to social media like, like, I thought they, about, they went they to go to, like, cry. They like 12 friends. They went to go cry and then it, everywhere my face was was somewhere, like, just saying they went to go, they eat at this vegan restaurant so and they posted a photo of me they went to go talk shit there but yeah. they, they didn't even tag me you know because they're, they're pussies bro. Oh, and some of these people are like um, they're like um, they they're, they hang around with people that um, they never go out out and venture out in the world you know mm-hmm. they're like pretty much like you know like some hipsters they call mm-hmm. themselves all uh, they're progressive but they don't have no Latino friends no Mexican <laughs> friends not one Mexican friends all these hipsters these white comics you know that they put up these shows but they never invite a Mexican comedian, you know, like, because we're not in their, you know, they never, they never think to add one, you know, it's not even their, in their they mind. Think, they don't think beyond their They circle. don't think beyond their circle, you know what I mean? And that's the way these people are. Yeah. Fucking these, bubble, these Mexicans yeah. right here, that's yeah. where they are. They don't think beyond their circle. They're yeah. never going to reach out and say, oh, you know what? I really love that movie, Blood In, Blood Out. Because to them, it's something low. Yeah, they feel like Shameful. that's, they call that the old school Chicano. Yeah. They want to separate themselves as ah. new Chicanos <laughs> against the old Chicanos who they feel are racist or womanizing or whatever, you know? Yeah, so like they feel dead. like, right. <laughs> that's the thing. So a lot of these people are raised by. Your generation of and guys, um, just, you know. we talk about that like that that female comic. What's her name? 
The one that said that good joke about Triple G or Triple X. Oh, uh, Dina Hashem. Yeah. Good joke, right? Yeah, it's it was hysterical, funny. though. Amy Schumer did a joke that arose similar to that joke. She became yeah. famous. Yeah. Although she got a lot of shit for it, too. Yeah. And so did Natasha Legero. Like, a soldier didn't apologize. Yeah, I was just reading. Would you apologize? I don't. You ever offended anybody? I don't think I've ever apologized. Not even the Eskimos? No. Even when I made fun of the Eskimos, they come up afterwards and loved me. They go, no, man, it's cool, man. I don't, I've never apologized for a joke. And I never will. <laughs> you ever been in a you show? With, you ever been in a show that, with a headliner and then, like, well, this Willie and shit, where, like, it, you know, it's going bad and you're really, like, warming up the car? Oh, oh. Remember? Oh. What happened? What about then? the time he pulled a girl up on stage? And they thought the audience thought he was going to compliment her. Instead, he criticized how fat she was. Oh, that chick! I remember that shit. No, Willie was on stage. We were on stage, and somehow the show got buck wild. Where girls just wanted to show their boobs or whatever their ass, bro. It was like late, and they go, "All right, hey, we're gonna have a big booty contest. I want a girl to come up on stage with the biggest titties." And this girl just with a girl with big boobs run up on stage, and then he goes like, "Huh." Hey. <laughs> Right oh, away, in front of everybody, bro. And everybody saw me. Yeah. He's buzzed, dude. Come on, bro. I said big tits, not big face. Oh. Big ass, big shoulders, big ankles. He used and to do she, those thumbs And then contests. she poured her beer on him. And, uh, and they start throwing chicken wings at him. Yeah. Shut up. Audience. Audience. No. audience. Chicken wings and... He had to be escorted out of the premises. <laughs> I mean, no rule, wild coyotes, bro. <laughs> then he tried to do that the next week, and then the guy, the manager, said, no, 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 and gave Willie the bucket of money and get out of here. Bro. That's how legends are born, bro. Too many stories. And then you were, uh, you were, you were, you were, were you with Willie at, at the radio disc jockey in Sacramento? Yeah, up in Sacramento. We, I was up there. Uh, we went up in 2004, and that was, that was going real good. And uh, um, we were getting a lot of work, and we were getting good ratings, and we were all making good money. Um, but it was tough getting up at four in the morning. For, for you or for him? For both of us. <laughs> were you guys living together or you were living separate? We rented a condo. I lived upstairs. He lived downstairs. And uh, I would go down at quarter to four in the morning Fuck. say, Willie, time to get up. We got to go. And sometimes he wouldn't wake up, so I'd have to throw shoes at him. Because if you get too close and try to wake him up, he jumps up and starts throwing karate kicks. <laughs> he thinks he's got the, what do you call that, PTSD yeah. shit. <laughs> from what? I don't know. <laughs> from my mom. From his mom. Yeah, body. from his mom. And, um, I need money for books. So, and I told him, look, man, you can't party here. I'm not a party animal, so you can't have any parties while we're up there. And he did pretty good on that. I think he only partied one night the whole year we were up there together. And, um, but, yeah, it was it was... It's too tough getting up at 4 a.m. It was killing me. And then having to have all, everything ready. I was producing the show, so I had to have everything ready. Had to have all our topics in line and make sure everybody's uh, doing their job. And It was fun but hard. So you did most of the work? I did a lot of the work. He, yeah, he, just, he sat there drinking coffee and making smart-ass remarks on the radio, and that's it. <laughs> so we didn't learn how to work the no, board? No, we had a guy working the board. I couldn't work that fucking board, man. That's too many buttons. <laughs> Especially at a radio station, man. Shoot. Too many buttons, man. A little engineer. But that, that was a good year. I made a lot of connections, and it, it enabled me to um, you know, really push myself up higher up the, the ladder. Uh, so it was rough, but it was, it was worthwhile for me. Where did, when did you meet Willie? 
I met him uh, 1991 at a at Shout a a a in Covina. There was a nightclub Damn. called Shout. Shout, I remember that shit. And Jack Benson used to book comedy there. Jack Benson, black dude. And one night I'm on stage doing my 45 minutes, and I get off, and this little Mexican kid goes, "Hey, hey, I want to be a comedian. My name's Willie. I want to be a comedian. I want to be a comedian." <laughs> Never heard Shout that story, bro. <laughs> And and I go yeah 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 that's good that's good uh, get out of my way <laughs> I gotta go to Dodger Stadium man eh? <laughs> <laughs> who was he wearing bro I don't remember the disco Willie back then I don't remember what he was wearing because he was just annoying <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I can't picture that fool like that and so oh my god after about a half hour he comes back again I'm talking with some friends and he comes out, hey, hey I want, my name's Willie. I want to be a comedian, man. I want to do what you do. I go, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Go find some open mics. And uh, <laughs> and I pushed it. I, I got him away. He got away from me. And then two or three weeks later, Freddie Asparagus and Cha-Cha called me to do the gig, to do the sketches. And who's where? Who's there also? Willie Barsan. So we met again. And he goes, hey, remember me? I met you at the shout. I go, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And so... After the, we talked about the sketch group with uh, Freddie and, and what's the certain – Cha-Cha. Willie says, uh, you want to go shoot some pool? I go, yeah. So we go next door, shoot some pool. And he goes, you want to shoot for money? And I'm thinking, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> he don't know what he's walking he into. He's a ball gangster, huh? Walking in with a fucking – So we shoot pool. I take all his money. He, he's all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> he took my <laughs> – Money, bro. You're, you're a pool burrito. shark, right? You're professional. Uh, well, I can play. Uh, you know, player. I can play. I don't. And if it was a full stage. Well, you, you think this bag right here for my <laughs> jokes? <laughs> Did you get scared when you started making, making, putting your pool stick together? <laughs> I didn't even have my stick with me, man. It's in my car now, though. <laughs> uh, but no, that's how I met him. So that's what I meant. And then after that, he kept saying, "I want to be a comedian." I go, "Wait, well, okay. Here's what you got to do." You know, <laughs> and you know, he did it to his credit. He did it. And he uh, bugged me enough that eventually, you know, he uh, I helped him with his jokes, and uh, you know, he was he he became successful, you know. And uh, the only um, thing that held him back was his his uh, his his problem areas, <laughs> you know. But he was a funny motherfucker, man. He said that when back in the day, you were the only one that had forty five minutes out of all the Latinos that were around. I worked a lot. I was working a lot. Yeah, I had a solid forty five, and uh, I was working all the time. Um, but you know that's what I thought you're supposed to do is work you know write every day and then go out and work at night. Uh, a lot of comics I don't I don't think they do that anymore. They um, try to get friends on social media and instead of writing jokes. And when did Latino comedy start becoming a thing? Early nineties. Yeah. Oh, did you get the Laugh Factory? No, it was. Uh, Boomer Cervantes started – he was a DJ and he started hosting nights at the Laugh Factory. He, he, his nights at the Laugh Factory really started things going for the Latino comedians. And then they came out of the woodwork, man, like cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what I meant. You and all the other guys, uh, Gil- Gilbert and uh, – oh, you know how I met uh, Rudy Moreno? How? He calls me up. He goes, hey, uh, is this Larry? I go, yeah. I got your number from somebody else. I need a comedian to work with me at uh, you, uh, Cal State LA. Uh, pay a couple hundred dollars. And I go, okay. So I show up, meet Rudy Moreno for the first time. He goes, how should we do this? I go, well, you should go up and do your 15 minutes, and then I'll close with 45. He goes, 
no, I think you should go up first. I go, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> One guy doesn't know how to play pool. <laughs> so I go, okay, he doesn't know what he's doing, but I'll go up and do my 45. I go do my 45. Have you know, did 45 before him? Yeah. God. Oh my God! I would have went home. I have a, the wizard I, went out. Dog. This just put on his own bear trap. He <laughs> <laughs> set his own bear trap and then sat in him. Yes, that he ego, set his own bear trap. Oh my God! What happened? What so I do my forty-five. I say, okay. Now here's Rudy Moreno. He goes up and he does. I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. Two knock-knock jokes, and then he goes, "Thank you and good night." That was it, man. He reversed host. So he told me <laughs> later on. Know. He goes. He told me later on. He goes. You know, I've been doing comedy for about a year, but. I don't think I've really been doing comedy. I don't know what I've been doing. And um, collecting checks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> collecting checks. So that was how I met. That's how I met him. So that the, 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 that guy never did open mic or what? He never did any of that. No, he. I think what it was was he had a band and he was a DJ. So he would maybe do jokes mm-hmm. when he was doing being a DJ. And, and then he had somebody tell him you should do comedy exactly. full time. Exactly. <laughs> And then the crazy thing is I was supposed to get a, a check from uh, an, a third party, and I, and I never got my check. And I kept calling the guy for my money, and I told Rudy, hey, this guy hasn't paid me. What's going on? He goes, oh, well, I got paid. I go, well, I haven't. So a year later, I see the guy at the L.A. Fa- at the LA uh, at the Laugh Factory, and he comes up to me, and he apologizes. He goes, hey, I know I'm supposed to pay you so much money. I'm going to give you double because you had to wait a year. So he gave me double what he was supposed to pay me. And Rudy found out I got double, and he got pissed off. <laughs> Damn, so there's always a haggler, huh? So what happened? He didn't get money? So I got my money. Got Rudy I got, got double. mad because he got double. Because I got double, but I had to wait a year to get my money. He did two Damn. minutes, fool. He did two he minutes. He wanted to check per knock-knock joke. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my Rudy story. So what's your, what's your childhood? What's your background? What made you want to get into comedy? Like, That's a stretch. My, my childhood friends... Are, always uh, looked to me to make them laugh but i never thought of myself as a comic i would always do impressions of muhammad ali and uh and richard pryor and and, and bill cosby but i never thought of myself as a comic i was just being goofy and uh, so then i go to uh, college by some miracle i go to college and i take a speech course and all my speeches come out funny and so the, the teacher says you know you're more stand-up comic than, than a public speaker so she she planted the seed so from that point on i go okay i'm going to become a comic so from from college is when i I decided i was going to become a comedian and i even went to law school but i said "Ah, fuck law school man i want to be a comic how deep did you get into law school i did my first year and it was just too boring and just i go i can't do this man i was writing jokes about the professor (laughs) (laughs) now with everything going on now, with everything going on with him in the news, do you still do the Bill Cosby impression? No, <laughs> I don't. Well, that's when you do the Bill Cosby wow. I, don't even, I don't even know. I never even seen it. 1970. Right do you know that I don't do a good impression of Bill Cosby? <laughs> How about Richard Pryor? You want some new pussy? It's right here, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> so you give us to Rudy Moreno, bro. <laughs> Hey, I want to so, get paid double too, man. So Rudy never did like open mic? Not that like, I'm aware of. Wow, I didn't know that. Brown privilege, bro. No, he was he was a <laughs> DJ and uh, he was doing... Uh, so I assume that's where he did his jokes while he was DJing. So wait, who gave him the title of Godfather Comedy? Isn't that... Uh, <laughs> himself, dog. That, himself. Is that how that yeah. works? Himself, I don't know. Maybe himself. Oh. Maybe gave to we got to give ourselves titles here, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know where that title came from. He did win the the best Latino comedian at the Laugh Factory. They had a contest, uh-huh. and it was between, I don't know I, I don't know who voted though. <laughs> Corruption but, uh, involved, huh? But I I don't even know what the prize was. But the, I did the, he got some money and uh, then a Friday spot that he couldn't do because he was at the casino. Oh. But, no, but there was never another one, so he kept the title. <laughs> LA's funniest. Yeah. <laughs> and the runner, I just know the, the runner-up was Juan Villarreal. Juan Villarreal. What's up, fool, man? So you have, you have shows coming up? Uh, I'm heading out to do a cruise ship on uh, Sunday. Flying up to Alaska and do, some Ala- do an Alaska run on a Norwegian cruise line, man. Oh, man, speaking of cruise ship, man, we did, um, him and I, I knew we, we did Latino Comedy Jam or mm-hmm. Get Locals Together. Yeah. yeah. All right, and uh, it was fucking hilarious. Um, Carlos Oscar, after he does a killer 45, he always closes with a bat. Like, he swings yeah. a bat. Yeah. Like an imaginary bat. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in a fucking show with him, and we're closing out the show, and uh, what's his name doing the bat at the end of the show? And this was on the side of him with a fake pool stick. <laughs> Yeah, baby, I gotta break <laughs> break the rack. Break I'm the rack. Dying, man. <laughs> it was one of those jokes that you, you know, if you know him, you get it. If you don't, fuck you. You know. But it was oh, funny because he's he like he like this with a cue stick. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were would you, did you did you um do the um stand up revolution? Yeah, I did stand up revolution. Uh, we shot it the first the first season, yeah, and. Uh, and I give uh, you know I got to give uh, Gabe a lot of credit because Comedy Central did not want me on that show. But he put you on. But Gabe put, Gabe insisted because I, I know there was on, other man. people that didn't, that couldn't get on also like Joey Coco, and then there was uh, um, Lunell. Lunell. They yeah, had to Lunell. make a special, a special, dirty yeah. One. yeah, yeah. They did. So a they didn't special. want you on. Why? Because they didn't like your comedy. They didn't like. They didn't. I don't. They never gave specific reasons why they didn't like me. I think it's because they, uh, they wanted younger. They wanted younger faces, man. You should wear a sweater, bro. <laughs> it's funny one younger face it but you know the younger people are not funny yeah that, but that's it exactly man. but you I, I know that when you were young when you were like in your 20s people say give me a young comic there were so many funny ones you know there were a lot more younger funny people when you were coming up yeah right? there were a lot of them there were a lot because I know them. when I started doing stand up comedy you, I mean, for somebody who was funny in their 20s I know there was me <laughs> but not that many right but now man everybody you could just now, now the, you could pick a lot. There's a lot of people to pick from. The younger comics back then were funny because we had a, we did it the right way, man. We were going out every night, hitting open mics every night, man, hustling. I don't think it's – I don't know if it's like that anymore because you see so many young comics today on stage. You just – you know, I, it's not funny. One time Willie told me that, hey, bro, I learned comedy from Larry, bro. He, he charged me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to charge him and he was wasting all – Wasting all my time. I'm man. serious. People don't even know that, man. Like they call me up. How can you get started? And sometimes, man, like either Lisa emails them back, and but you know, man, like in, I, I, now I just tell them, listen, man, Google. I listen. I send them a link. There's so much information. I send them a link to where to start comedy. I see they don't want to learn how to do comedy. They want to know there are a secret way to get where, where you're at top. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's impossible, bro. Exactly. I mean, it took me like 20 years to get here. Yeah. And it's not gonna. T- it's gonna take you like a long time, bro. Like, what do you? Like, I don't have the time to ask him. Do you have a wife? Yeah. Okay. That that right there is gonna slow you down. <laughs> you know, do, you have, do you have children? Oh, that's gonna slow you down too, bro. Unless you started off with all, all that stuff, you're not. You're never gonna know how to have a, have a wife, how to have a kid. 
Like Eric Rivera, he he recently got married. Now he has two kids. Wow. But it, well, that would have been tough to start off with oh, yeah. a family. Oh yeah, with a family. You can't do the open mics. You can't do the scene. You can't hang out. That's that's wow. most of. You look comedy. so young. You look like you're 20. How old are you? That, I'm gonna keep it there. 20, no. <laughs> 20 years old, man. 37, man. Jesus. Christ. He's fighting roles with Martin Rizzo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he looks better than fucking Johnny Rocky, bro. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, so yeah, man. So like when you started off, you were single as hell. Yeah, right? yeah, I was single. I, that's, I was right out of college, and I just started doing the open mic scenes in, in New York, and I was doing three, four nights, three, four shows a night, and just running the scene. Where'd you start off at in New York? In New York, the first couple there was like bars and stuff like the Park Lounge. I did Hamburger Harry's, which was in Times Square. Damn. Yeah, this is all oh, this lady Gladys. She used to run it. She's still she's still in New York. Like she's she's been around forever, and then started doing comedy clubs and. You know, just going through the whole scene. Yeah. Is it tougher over there, you think, to start off? Are there more rooms? I think think it's easy. I hear the stories. You guys are telling, like, your stories are are more like the New York scene where there was a lot of clubs you went. You did the open mics. And now I hear people who are starting out here. It's like, oh, you get up on stage for two, three minutes. Which in New York you do five, seven. I don't know how you grow in two, three minute spurts. Yeah. I know, but the comedy is till they give you three minutes till they make you pay regular. Then you, you get a regular spot. You do fifteen. Yeah. And back then it was like the improv wasn't even pay, the improv was paying, but it was a little bit, bro. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah. They have not changed the it's price. Still, yeah, it, on the and they take taxes still away. They <laughs> <laughs> take taxes, but up for inflation, <laughs> bro. We had um, one time uh, we had um, just the other day, my. Penis oh. orange. <laughs> you ever worked with him? I've never worked with him. I've never. I've, I've been, we shot a TV show together. We did one of those stand-up shows. Comedy compadres. Were you on that? Show? I think it was com- comedy compadres. You did comedy compadres with Jeff Valdez. I did two of those episodes. You audition? No, I didn't. What was the auditions for that? Like, weren't it? I felt like all late and shit, like like <laughs> Willie Barcella trying to get on the show. But um, I didn't come. Well, that goes way back. That was like '92. Really? That was on KTLA. How did Jeff Valdez pull that off? I don't know. I don't know. He just showed up into town. All of a sudden, he's producing two comedy shows, a couple comedy shows. I did, um, I did, the first, I did his show in 96, Latino Laugh Festival. That was about the best time of my life, man. First time flying, first time on TV, first time lost. <laughs> lost. I didn't even know how to fly, bro. Oh, man. I didn't even know. I, I can't even tell you how I got to the airport, who drove me. Who hosted the... Uh... Um, my, my show was hosted by Paul Rodriguez. Oh wow! And um, the the biggest show was hosted by Cheech and Greg Giraldo and John Mendoza were on that show. Oh wow! I was starstruck. Like all these comics, but I, didn't, the only, I only like knew two of them. Uh-huh. Like I knew Greg Giraldo, but I didn't know him. Know him, but I knew Paul Rodriguez and John Mendoza. I knew him from television, so uh-huh. I acted like I knew him. Right. You know who was on my episode? My name Jose Jimenez. Shut up. Yeah, because Jeff the, wanted him on. The Jewish guy. Yeah, Jewish guy who did the Mexican <laughs> character. That was his only line, huh? My name is Jose. Well, no, he had a whole bit that went with it, you know, but it was all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that dude was Mexican, dude. That's fucking Well, that's, crazy. yeah, I know. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's I like know. The everybody, dice man, everybody huh? He's Italian. He's yeah. Jewish. Back then, bro, you can play a Mexican, but you just can't be Mexican. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you were Willie, you had to charge Willie because he was like calling you all the time. Yeah, he was at my place all the time, man. You know, and and it it was uh, I didn't charge him that much, like twenty five bucks an hour. You know, fuck, that's a lot of money That's back a lot. Then. And I was fixing his jokes. I mean, I, I helped him fix a lot of jokes and showed him how to write. You know, zipper in the back. Yeah. 
<laughs> zipper in the back. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just a couple of years, and then he was on The Tonight Show. So um, I remember that um, one time um, you, you wrote down all my jokes for me. Willie paid you. I remember, yeah. I, still, I, have, I don't know where it is, but I had that shit folded up ten times, and I would write jokes on the back of the thing. Because I, I met Jerry Bednar at a show, and like, we were just chilling. And then, like, there was a bunch of flyers, you know, for Jerry Bednar <laughs> and a bunch of other people, right? And Ann Moore, I was part of the Ann Moore. Yeah. <laughs> when you first started off with a comedy, sh- a comedy show, you know, people don't understand that, bro. Salud. Like, now every- they put the whole world in that fucking flyer, bro. Right. You know? Like, they put, first of all, they add credits that nobody was on, that, that, there were no credits of people that were never on, like, tonight's show, last coming standing, but there was nobody the last coming standing on that show. Mm-hmm. And the whole world is on it, bro. Yeah. Back then, bro, it was only one dude on it, Jerry Bednob, and then the rest. <laughs> so anyway, Jerry Bednob, like, I, I had a notepad, right? And then, like, um, and then like, he, he was taking all the flyers. Like, what, what are you taking all the flyers? They showed me his get. His, yeah. He told me his set list, and his set list was from a flyer from another show from three years ago, bro. Uh-huh. So he takes all, he, he uses the flyers, the back page to write down his jokes. Recycling. Oh wow. For years, I tell you, he, he has a whole stack at home right now, still of L.A. Cabaret flyers. He goes, I still got plenty of writing material. I got lots of writing paper. He's never bought actual paper. Actual paper. Resourceful as fuck. <laughs> I got to tell you another story about him. So one day he goes, hey, Larry, are uh, you going to the comedy store tonight? I go, no, I don't have a spot. He goes, I go, are you going? He goes, uh, I don't have a spot, but I'm going down there. I go, well, you're just going to go hang out? He goes, yeah, I got to do something. So he said, I'll pick you up. So he picks me up. We go down the comedy stores, and I'm walking behind him, and he goes, walks in, walks into the uh, kitchen, walks over to the where they keep the equal boxes of equal, takes two big handfuls of equal, puts them in his pocket, says, okay, we can go home now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, she doesn't pay me enough. I got to make up for it somehow. <laughs> God. <laughs> He Love told, that bastard. Jerry Bennett told me that. I don't know if you told me or Jerry Bennett told me that. Um, they, they were at movie theaters and there was a comedy you guys know doing a porno. Oh, I never was there, but Tyler he told Horn. me about Tyler Horn. He told me about Tyler Horn. Oh, God, that'd be gross. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to see him in a porno. Although I've done pornos. I did a porno. That's, yeah, you, you, were, you were an aside. Yeah. Mixing cocktails, right? I, uh, bartender? I, no, well, you, I, were, you were like a bartender. I owned a shop. It wasn't a bar. I owned a shop and the, the sheriff comes in and talks to me because he wants to find out who he wants information. Thinks I can help him. And I'm in my shop. I own a, shop, a gift shop. And then the, the second storyline in the porno. The storyline in the porno is. I mean, um, my friend, my Indian friend, gets his picture taken, <laughs> and from that point on, he feels like the camera stole his machismo, and he can't make love anymore. Oh my god, that's, a, like deep, a, uh-huh. that's a deep story for a porno. porno. Yeah, uh-huh. that was, I know. And so film. And so, uh, <laughs> long story short, by the end of the film, I'm doing a. Uh, I'm in front of a campfire, and I'm doing a ceremony. <laughs> Ceremony to help bring back my friend's machismo. And so they flash back between me doing the ceremony and my friend making love to his woman and my face and then ass. My face and ass. <laughs> but the I fun- saw this guy at Dodger Stadium, eh? <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. But the craziest thing is how many phone calls I got from people saying, Larry, me and my lady were in bed last night watching this porno. We're getting all hot and excited, ready to go at it. But then your face shows up. 
Yeah. Let the wizard of Oz be. <laughs> Did you put that in your reel? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's not in my reel, but it should be. This guy can act. Look at this. Look at him, man. He, he brought some of his machismo back. That's some powerful <laughs> shit. Oh, that's one of the best jokes in my, my set list, man. Talking about the porno movie. <laughs> Comedy called Padres, bro. Oh, oh that's man. Cool, then Jeff Aldez did another one called Comedy on the Road. I didn't do that. I didn't one. do that either. No. I only did the one in 96. And local, he did another one. He didn't do Latino Comedy Jam. Funny is funny. Funny is funny. Oh, that's right. I did Funny is funny. I forgot about that. I got, that's, besides Byron Allen, his shows have always paid me checks in the end. Yeah. Like when his show went into CBS, somebody called Astra. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they were showing all the funniest funny and all the Latino Laugh Festival shows on CBS at 2 in the morning. Bro. Oh, boy. They were, they were on from 2 to 3 for a whole month. And finally, somebody called Astra. And uh, me and Gabriel, we got. Gabriel first got a fat check. And then I was like, fuck, I guess I'm not going to get one. You know, I don't have a manager to call anybody yeah. with my money. But, man, later on, I got a check for $1,700. Yeah. Damn. Oh, wow. Sweet. And then I got another for $700, another $500. And that's how I got to my Montero. I bought me a truck right away, dog. Fuck that. This, jo- this money might not come again. Well, that, the great thing about doing the Comics Unleashed early is, is it was after. It was union. Yeah. So you got, you got good money. Now and then later it's on. not anymore? Later on, I heard it went way down. Well, even union, even scale... For union went down. The for scale, guest stars and stuff. Yeah, the, like the, that. the guest star role is nothing now. Yeah, you get paid just as much as you do to do a set on Tonight Show, thousand dollars. It's yeah. about fifteen, I think, yeah. for most scale. Little, but, like, uh, I'm sure things. you still get checks. I get checks now for like six cents, yeah. ten cents, all the time. Three cents, all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy so you're doing the, the the cruise ship. Been doing cruise ships for a while, man. It's uh, it's a good gig. It's a good gig for me. Um, I saw you in a picture with a bunch of um, Asian women that were working on the boat. Oh, yeah. Well, the Asians love me on the ships, man. You know, they all think I'm Asian. So I go, well, I am. I saw your picture <laughs> with a bunch of them, man. <laughs> I met her on ship. She's, I've been uh, dating her for how long now? Your little castaway, huh? Five years. <laughs> Tight. Long time. Um, I should say she picked me up. She, she uh, stalked me. She got me. <laughs> After a show, was it, the, was it the 30 for 30? Was it, was it the 90 day? <laughs> was it the, the, the show 90 day fiance here? Or <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do those. I do those. And uh, still do a casino here and there. And, uh, but pretty you work much. with Gabriel too, right? Every once in a while? I worked with Gabriel a lot a few years ago. You went to Europe, North Saudi Arabia? Went to Europe. Like, Saudi Arabia was uh, really what fascinating. What was the crowd like? Like two we lines? It was, it was when you open the curtains and you see all the men on this side and all the women on this side all covered head to toe. That was Only mind jokes, huh? Man, no, no jokes about them. I do a joke about Michael Jackson talking to God and that pissed them the, off. That really? Banned, yeah. Right? yeah, I heard about that. You got in trouble almost. Yeah. They want to send your ass back. Yeah. <laughs> I think I even told her Martin. I don't know who told us. The, the prince comes running backstage. He goes, Larry, you, you cannot do the joke about Michael Jackson talking to God. I go, why not? He goes, we do not talk to God. We do not know what God sounds like. I said, okay, I won't do the joke anymore. But if you wonder what he sounds like, he sounds like me. <gasps> That's funny. But don't do it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that, that so what did Gabriel have to do? 
Nothing. I just quit doing that joke. So there, there was no problem. But you can't talk about yeah. So I went on a date, right? Yeah, you can't talk about dating, right? Like, uh, like I would, I would change it around. Unmarried. So, so I'm out with this woman, right? And his mom and his aunt are with me, annoying me the whole time. <laughs> 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 but Saudi Arabia was amazing because they, they clean or dirty, clean. Yeah, they didn't want you to get too raunchy. And, but they understood everything. They understood the nuances, and that, wow. that was you know they're, they're all educated over there. You know, how many Americans would understand uh, comedy in two languages? You know, the zilch. And, uh, and then we did Europe. We did a lot of cities in Europe, Amsterdam. Uh, we went Smoking to, the weed out there? I ate some edibles. Yeah, I'm not into smoking the weed. But um, <laughs> that was fascinating. Uh, they understood all the jokes. They laugh bigger than Americans do. They laugh mm. louder than Americans do. And so that was a great experience. Iceland, uh, Finland. I heard that Finland, they love comedy there. They loved comedy. I think Paolo Francisco went there twice, and he burned himself out there. Yeah, he burned himself out. um, You got to go there once a year, mm -hmm. huh? Not twice a year, huh? Once a year, and and, um, they want you to have a lot of new jokes when you go back. They remember everything, huh? Yeah. What was it like, though, to be in Finland? Because I know it's Mm -hmm. cold as fuck. Yeah, we were there when it was cold. We tried walking around. We walked about two blocks and go, okay, we've seen it. Let's go back to the hotel. It was cold. (laughs) How cold was it? Uh, it was in Omaha. Too cold, man. None of us were prepared for it. We just had jackets. You know, you, we didn't have big leather jackets or anything. We just had jackets. So, um, but you got to go. If you haven't been, you got to go, man. When did you meet Jeff Garcia? What up, Doug? At one of the Laugh Factory uh, Latino, Latino nights. Who was wearing a leather jacket. Who was wearing a leather jacket that said, what did it say? La, La, La Puente Bad Boy. La Puente Bad Boy. Before you to have a leather jacket, bro. Like <laughs> a dice man. Yeah. yeah. With studs, with dazzles. But how old was he? Bad boy. He was 16, 17 16 years old. 16 or 17 years old. Oh, wow. How old was he when he stepped on the Dice Man boot at the comedy store? Nobody saw it, bro. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, he was, he, was, he was so damn confident at 16, man. And, you know, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous shit, man. <laughs> confident, huh? Ridiculous. I would make 10 Gs, dog. I'm only 17, dog. <laughs> What have you done, Doc? And I heard he used to make fun of Dr. Dr. Ken. Ken, yeah. Because he said, I make more money than you. I'm an uneducated comedian. I make more money than you. Well, that was back in the day, maybe he did, but Uh, not not anymore. anymore. Not now, Doc. (laughs) Dude, how could you just brag like that? I don't know. He was always like that, dude. And now he's running running around with a picture of a little dead girl. Begging for (laughs) dollars after comedy. (laughs) I saw a billboard with him. He's got a YouTube show. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure it was him. I think he gets a special deal on that bill. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a friend of a friend. A bill. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what the fr- friend, fundraising you know. was for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, somebody know. said that he also told Bobby Lee that. Who did? Um, the devil. Oh really? Oh my god. Oh man, so many crazy. Uh, what was that comedian name? They used to have the joke about being in Vietnam. Raul something. Raul Martinez. Raul Martinez. Yes. Big tall. Yeah, he was tall. You know, uh, I don't know. Into a One time he was talking shit about Paul. Not talking shit about Paul. But remember he told his clothes and said, yeah, Paul G is saying we're going to help me. And then Paul G was in the show, bro, that day. Well, he he worked for Paul, I don't know in what capacity. I know, me neither. For a short while. So Paul tried to help him. Um, with a lot of weed, huh? I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. But but and then Raul just disappeared. He was funny, though. He was crazy. He was crazy. Um, and then all of a sudden he just disappeared. I don't know where he is now. The Frankie Carrasquillo. Frankie went back to New York. Yeah, we're a play. 
Because I saw, what's her name, bro, at the show. I did a Spanish show, and she showed up. The girl they used to hang around with, the, the, the blonde Cuban woman. For, uh, Francis. Fran, she, she had cancer, right? Francis Franco. Franco. De, That's De all Franco, I Franco. Right? Yeah. Katie DeFranco. Something like that. No, no, not that one. Not that one. That's the one. Like, Katie, the one that does her shirt like this. No, right? that's De Lorenzo. Oh, De Lorenzo. But that oh. other, I know the one you're talking about. She, she, fought, she always used to pull up with him in a Beamer at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, she was like Cuban. White. Katie, Katie Franco. Katie Franco. Yeah, I haven't seen her for for a long time, bro. Remember that fucking the top fifty Latino list. <laughs> People see that list now and they get mad, bro. They said that no, bro, or I shouldn't be right there. Or they see a new list, and they, they say that this person should be on it. And why would they even have a list? You never had a list of top 50 Jewish comics. Never. That's crazy, dude. Top 50 white, regular and white comics. for us to keep fighting each other, eh? <laughs> Always making up lists of shit to cause trouble, man. Mercedes. Who started that? Mercedes. John Mercedes. Yeah, there was, there was another comedian, though, that was editing that list, too. Yeah, he Joy Medina was here. John, Joy Medina was here telling us that um, yeah. he was working on that list, too, with him. He was oh. throwing them names. Yeah, he was number 15. <laughs> he was number 15. I was number 49. That? I was happy, bro. Rodrigo, you on that list? I'm not Hell on that list. No. Well, it was like a I long time before ago. you got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before I it was also ba- only people at LA Comics knew. Yeah, <laughs> that are people that got deals because what's the name yeah. that owns a com that owns a Ventura Harbor with what's his name? Andres. He, he was Fernandez. on there. He was on yeah. there. It's like really, bro. Joey Medina. What's the name of his partner? Um, Randy Lubis. Randy Lubis. You work with him, right? I work with Randy. I've known Randy forever. He's had that Caro's room, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he looks like he'd be a manager at Carol's. <laughs> <laughs> Step on those big old shoes, huh? <laughs> coming down oh, on all the waiters for not trying so hard. So many enough. memories. You guys were bring, dredging up all these memories. I tried to forget. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. The first time I saw you guys together, you and Willie, I thought you were his dad, and uh, yeah. and I thought Felipe was Willie's cousin. Yeah. That's what it seemed like because everybody had the black leather jackets. <laughs> You know what I mean? Everybody had like a little earring. Yeah. Those big, those big uh, like Italian dudes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I, dude, like, it, it was trippy. You thought know they went in his family and got full, three for one? Full of devil. You know, the double breasted yeah. one. Jeff Garcia had the, the, the leather jacket and the leather beret, bro, to Ooh. the back. And then one day, um, Gabriel Iglesias showed up all late with a leather jacket. It was too big, bro. And <laughs> <laughs> a hoodie, bro. <laughs> And when he, when he started breaking down the jacket, bro, like he was like a like a fucking army sergeant, bro. All right, dog. You got to get rid of that hoodie, bro. Who the fuck wears a leather hoodie in L.A., dog? Bro, oh, your fucking belt, bro. What do you want a belt for, bro? You ever going to tie it up, dog? He had a belt. He took, he took the, the belt away. You guys, you guys are like the ugly stepsisters in Cinderella tearing apart her dress. He took the hat and then he took the leather jacket. And then he gets on stage. And then Willie goes and makes fun of his jacket still, bro. Uh. How many he goes, man, man, how many cows were killed for that jacket? <laughs> oh, I smell a hoof. <laughs> and then he said that, um, he, he, then Willie, and then Gabriel kind of buzzed with like four chicks all over him. And then he said, hey, Willie was there for the thing. Hey, bro, be careful, dog. Those chicks don't really like you, bro. They're going to take your jacket and make four <laughs> mini skirts. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. You want to get no, no, let anybody get any shine with the chicks, huh? Yeah. What's your uh, Instagram or uh, Facebook? Your Larry Omaha. I'm, I'm Larry Omaha. Larry Omaha. Eric. Eric Rivera Comedy. All right. Any shows coming up? Yeah, I'm going to be in uh, Fort Worth this weekend for people watching. Hyenas? Live. Hyenas. Oh, that land. Yeah. And then two weeks after, I'll be going to uh, Plano Hyenas as well. Plano, Plano. Hyenas. You've done Hyenas? 
I've never done hyenas. No. Me neither, man. No. It's um, I, I'm. It's probably because I always go. I played coyotes, so they won't put me at hyenas. Well, coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> you thought last time in Arizona? Yeah. Remember that shit, bro? No, yeah. That was you, that was the the people. That, we have Fred Stoller here, right? Oh, man, Fred. Yeah. He's been on several times. He's been here oh. several times. Do some Fred, bro. Hey, how you doing, Larry? Old school, man. That fool on the show, he was telling about his experience that laughs at the headliner. He goes, he didn't know that the, everybody, the manager and the last, the last headliner was staying in the green room still. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stay in that, green, that, that, um, that, um, condo. that condo? I stayed in the condo. And they had a waitress living there, too? Uh, not when I was there, but I stayed at a place, uh, a condo in Houston, where one of the waitresses would come from the club every night to hang out, and then she'd sleep on the sofa in the condo. And I'd go, what's going on with this woman? What's she want? I had sex with her, bro. Well, I didn't. Neither either. <laughs> but get this. So none of the comics messed with her because she's just too freaky. When we get back to L.A., all of us got letters from her telling us a sad story how if she just had like $2,000, her and her mom could... Get a place to live. So she was setting us up. Damn. Damn. Just setting us up. Damn waitresses can't trust them. <laughs> we have a Ricky Donna here. In sub store. Oh, you did? Yeah, we had him on the show. We had him and Byron Keith. I remember Byron. He's a chef now. Really? Yeah. Has a cooking show with his brother. With cooking brother, yeah. And wow. then we have a Ricky Donna here. <laughs> he was crazy. He was a good show. Byron used to come to my house and I'd work with his, him on his comedy. He go, I can't pay you till tomorrow because my disabilities are coming till tomorrow. I go, what's a disability? I didn't know what disability was. He goes, you don't know what disability is, Larry? Shit, half the comics in L.A. are on disability. I go, how does that work? I didn't know anything about that shit. Fake an injury. Fake an injury, yeah. Hit that workman's comp. Anyway. What's up, fool? I'm coming anyway. shows this Friday, July the 26th. I'm going to be in Tucson. At Sawarito Desert Diamond Casino. All right. Monday, July 29, Spanish show. San Diego at the Comedy Palace. Killeen, Texas. August 1st through the 3rd at Twice as Funny Comedy Club. Anybody who lives near Waco, Texas, this is your chance to go see me at the at, at a comedy show. Also, Fort Hood. Shout out to Fort Hood. Come to the show, man. We need people, man. We got like, fuck, 45 tickets sold for Friday. <laughs> Naples, Florida. August 9th through the 11th, Off the Hood Comedy Club with Mr. Captain Brian in the house. San Jose, August 16th. McAllen, Texas, August 23rd. Lubbock, Texas, August 24th. And Philadelphia, PA, August 30th, September 1st at Helium's Comedy Club, full. <laughs> I oh, Chico, what's up? August 13th, Viva Valo's Jokes in Riverside, Viva California. Viva Valo's Jokes, doing that show. Life Arts Building with Felipe Esparza, Martin Rizzo, Luz Pasos. All Spanish. Spanish. All Spanish. Oh, Spanish. You done yeah. a show before at the, at the joke place? Uh, no, huh? But years ago at the Ice House, we did a show. Uh, I was hired to do a show in Spanish. I go, I don't speak Spanish. They go, well, we'll pay you $1,000 if you do. I go, how much time? Five minutes. Orale. So I learned five minutes. I had two <laughs> coaches. And I go up, I do my show, I get big laughs, and I go, I got bigger laughs in Spanish than I did in English with those jokes. They go, they weren't laughing at the jokes, they were laughing at your accent. <laughs> <laughs> they were laughing at me. <laughs> What's up, Larry Omaha? Go get it. Go go to a cruise ship and go watch Larry Omaha. Yes, yeah, so if you're in Alaska, just jump on the cruise ship. I'll get you on. <laughs> and if you're a young comic, don't be hitting them up. He charges seventy five dollars. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha's finest. 
<laughs> I remember uh, before you go. I remember looking at Willie's jokes, and it was all your writing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but one thing I learned about him and Willie and you is that um, you gotta go over your set, and a lot of people don't like doing that no more. Yeah. Like even the big comics, like I, I watch this comic, like going to go. Oh man, he can't even do this. I don't know how people do this. Well, you gotta do it. Eh? Like you go. I still, I still listen to my sets, even if I do an hour. I still listen to it. Like. I smoke a lot of weed, bro, so yeah. I got to remember something, you know? Yeah. It's my job. Yeah. You still go over your sets sometimes? Yeah, I record them all on the phone. I put yeah, the I right there. I got 100 sets right here. I got them right I here, too, record them all, bro. man, and a lot of people don't do it. I don't understand how they grow. How do you grow? I know, man. Like, I, I listen to my sets sometimes. Oh, wow, I fucked up. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I lost the crowd. <laughs> and I said hello. I didn't finish said the hello. Punchline. You turned on me. <laughs> lost they were, too, they were too woke. Okay. What's up, fool? Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, brother. Larry Omaha in Thank the you. house. Always nice to see you, man. Steamy. 